0: And I'm delighted to have in the studio with me today, Kate McBain, who's a development chef. Hello, Kate. Hello. And I know you've been in this business for a long, long time, haven't you?
1: That sounds dreadful, but yes, many years.
0: Absolutely. So how did you get interested in food?
1: My mother was a cookery teacher and I was never going to be one. I wanted something a little bit more exciting and my career has certainly been that.
0: Right, okay. (laughs) So um, where did it all begin? I suppose at school?
1: Uh, yes. Well, my mother always allowed me to cook in the kitchen, and she stood at my side and washed up. Her biggest mistake.
0: Right, okay. But I know when you left school, then you went to the Cordon Bleu school.
1: I did. I had to go to uh, Westminster first, because my father said it'd be better for my education if I learnt the basics.
0: Ah, good idea, yes.
1: And then I went to Cordon Bleu school, which was amazing.
0: I'm going to say, you couldn't do better than that, really, could you? My polish. Yeah. (laughs) So how long were you there for? Uh, just a year. Right, okay. And they then talked you all the basics and beyond, I suppose.
1: And beyond, yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So what happened after that?
1: I went to, as a director chef, which was wonderful because you worked for a company half past ten till half past two.
0: Oh, very and demanding.
1: <laughs> it was indeed. Answerable to the chairman only. Right. And you would cook whatever he wanted for his guests.
0: Oh right, okay. Now in those days, what was food like?
1: Well, it was very cordon bleu in those days.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: except for the days when it was just the board, and then they would ask for nursery meals. So they would always say, "Oh, could we have like Arctic roll or uh, (laughs) spotted dick?" You know? (laughs) Oh
0: dear, harking back to their youth, as it were. Indeed, it's amazing what food you know. Memories we all have. You know,
1: they are. Big reminder of the past mm, and times I, of happiness as well as of sorrow.
0: Right, I can still remember spam fritters and tapioca pudding. But uh, well, those were two, two of, two of the two less, less exciting, exciting ones. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, I believe you. You branched out a bit, didn't you? Because I know your, your ex-husband was a cricketer.
1: He was indeed. So we used to spend the winters in Australia, which was always lovely, and I was always able to pick up a job which I used to just do for half a day because Bondi Beach called.
0: (laughs) So what sort of things were you doing there in in Australia?
1: Well, it would either be a bit of cafe work, which was always quite fun, so I'd be baking cakes and making lunches, or I would be in one of their big showrooms working and showing people how appliances worked, which gave me a love of working with appliances, which is only really the other side of cooking because usually they were all home appliances.
0: Right, yeah, so you're actually cooking things, are you? On the oh, appla- I was, yeah, and showing yes. how to use them and so on. And appliances have developed so much over the years as well, haven't they?
1: They are unrecognisable to what they were tw- even 20 years ago. We have steam ovens, we have ovens that self-clean.
0: I could do with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, never much fun with you no. up to your arms in grease. But no. the pyrolytic ovens of today will do all that for you and... So many of them will actually tell you how to cook something in a written verbal or, yep. or a written panel. So it's, it's a really new world for appliances.
0: Mm. So you, did, you were in Australia then for their summer, I guess, uh, winter. Yes. Uh, what happened when all that finished then?
1: We were back home for the English cricket season.
0: Ah, right. Mm-hmm. So, so you were back here cooking here instead, yeah? And I believe you were, you were involved in, um, in in cooking for uh, Minnie and uh, young Winston Churchill.
1: Yes, interesting times. It was nice. It gave me the opportunity to do some very outlandish cooking because they wanted something different. There was many members of the cabinet that used to be invited on a Saturday night. Wow. So I cooked very high-end foods and thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Right. And I think you're talking to me about the European Union of Women as well, cooking for them.
1: Um, Minnie Churchill, along with my mother-in-law, was part of that. So they'd always have their women's luncheons. So I was able to practice my cooking on them in the very early days too.
0: Right. OK. Uh, so really, you, you sort of grew a bit of a business in private catering then, did you?
1: I did, Yes. Not something I continue to do now.
0: Right, okay. So do, when you do that, though, do people give you a bit of a brief as to what they want?
1: They give you a rough idea, depending on the occasion. But they would often ask you, what do you cook? What can you provide for right. this occasion? Right. And they'd take their lead from you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can be quite creative. Indeed. Right. Uh, and then I believe you got into teaching.
1: Yes, something I was never going to do, but I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually showing people how to produce good food at a reasonable price has been a a pleasure, not just for uh, the young mums, people that perhaps didn't have cooking at school because the schools don't really provide that nowadays, some people who have special needs and wanted to be able to get into uh, wardened accommodation had to have a certain standard of ability to feed themselves so it really did help people
0: right this is for surrey county council was it yes okay so was it wasn't actually in schools then as such then or? i
1: have worked in schools oh, right. often with youngsters where we'd provide some cooking that added to the curriculum so if they were doing world war Two. I'd go in and cook dishes. Oh, the that, Spam comes back. <laughs> indeed. I'm not sure Spam was on the menu, but potato chocolate cake was a real favourite.
0: Oh, that sounds good.
1: And to show what, what an actual ration looked like and how mm. little food
0: yes. people
1: had in those days and mm. why they were so healthy.
0: Mm, indeed, yes, indeed. You had to, uh, you know, eat everything out. There was no wastage.
1: None whatsoever.
0: No, no. But after that, I believe, you became development chef at Sainsbury's.
1: I did and spent many years having a fantastic career there. I could never quite believe that I was allowed to spend the day in the kitchen cooking and developing recipe ideas and be paid for it.
0: Right, and uh, these recipe ideas, how did, did Sainsbury reuse them? Was it, was it for, for uh, pre prepared meals or was it to give people an idea what to put together? Or? Uh,
1: it was often for recipe cards in their cookery books, on their back of pack. There was always a recipe ah, right. on there. So yes. it gave people an idea what to do with that particular type of food.
0: Right, okay. And I know you, at that time at Sainsbury's then you were going out around the country then to these big food shows as well.
1: We were. We started doing the Good Food Show and built those up to what they are today. We'd uh, attend the all the agricultural shows which were very, very popular in those days where the, the Royal always had the massive balloons that were in the showground and those would go up at, at the end of the day. And... Many of those shows have sadly come to an end, but it was it was a wonderful era while they were all there.
0: And you were there at the time, I guess, when food was really exploding in popularity in terms of, uh, you know, promotion and so on.
1: It and was. Television chefs and... All the celebrity chefs used to have their their place on the stand and I was very lucky to represent the company. So whenever I wasn't cooking, I'd offer to be their assistant on stage. So I got to work with... Some fantastic chefs.
0: And I know your time there, was it Jamie Oliver who did a lot for
1: Sainsbury's? He did indeed. And I was lucky enough to work with him on many occasions for radio, some of the ads.
0: Oh, right. There's really? a lot of
1: development work.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah, and, and filming food is a bit of an art in its own right, isn't it, as well? It
1: certainly is. I've done a little bit of that, but I leave that to the real creative experts because, mm. as you say, it is an art.
0: Yeah, and things can look a bit different, can't they? Did I, did I read somewhere that somebody uses a, 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 a scoop of mashed potato to represent an ice cream? Oh, indeed. There's all this sort of tricks yes, that have to it go on.
1: it doesn't melt.
0: Yeah, ah, yeah, that's the other good point, isn't it? So, It must be difficult timing some of this stuff, especially doing a demonstration or whatever.
1: Well, if you're doing it for filming it can be because often halfway through the demonstration the director will say cut i want a new take on it oh
0: another angle yeah.
1: and you'd have to start again the home economist would bring out a whole new set of food oh no and you'd have to start all over again
0: oh goodness me so you go through the whole process yet again of course then if you put it in the oven or something you've got to wait for it to to bake as well haven't oh
1: we? we always had the blue peter job yes, one we've, we've done, done earlier
0: yeah so there was always that going on as well and today we've just got endless television programs about food anyway haven't we
1: very popular mm-hmm. they are too
0: indeed indeed now i know you've done a few other things like tell me about the mend program
1: this was a program that was started at great ormond street for youngsters who were morbidly obese to help educate them and their families into changing their diet, which would change their health. So I worked on that for about four years from conception. And it was a very exciting time, because it took the whole family on board to really make changes. Mm. And we saw some amazing results. And to this day, occasionally, I will have a youngster stop me in the street and say, Do you remember me? I used to be You did this size and.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: A lovely time when I was demonstrating. That must
0: be too difficult to wean them off of the, I presume, junk and processed food and onto wholesome stuff and so on.
1: It was. And the children had to earn your trust Hmm. that these foods weren't going to make them ill. That seemed to be the biggest problem. Will it make me sick if I eat broccoli? Well, no. (laughs) So the easiest way was to get them to cook with you so that they could have made it themselves. And as long as their parents weren't in the kitchen at the same time, with a peer group, they would happily eat it.
0: That's interesting, isn't it? It was. So if you just put it in front of them on a plate, they'd say, no way. But if they'd had a role in actually, and the fun of cooking, I guess that's the thing to do is to get them enthused.
1: It is. And even savoury dishes can bring that enthusiasm because Mm. they have cooked it, they have produced it.
0: Right. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. And I believe even after the Tottenham riots, you got involved in the project.
1: I did. Now, that was probably one of the most exciting times of my career. I was asked to go and support a group of youngsters who were in a... It had become a, a boxing academy, so they had to go to school and do their five GCSEs, as well as learn to box, And Sainsbury's were asked if they would send somebody that could teach them some dishes. And as a teacher, I was called upon to go and help them. And it was quite a difficult time because I wanted them to actually cook with me. And many of them didn't feel up to doing that. And uh, I was quite strict and said, right, I'd like you to come and help me now, please. Once they got going, they fell into the way of it and thought this was a lot more fun. But payback time came when we were finished because the room was quite dark, and three of the lads walked in with a pair of boxing gloves and put them on the table and said, in the same tone that I had used when I told them to put an apron on, put them on. <laughs> well you can only put one boxing glove on yes so I put one on and then I had to look at them you know mm. with raised eyebrows and say and yeah. so the other glove was put on me we proceeded down this very dark corridor which was quite scary my heart was in my mouth
0: mm. what's happening next
1: absolutely would I have any teeth left yeah. would I have yeah. a black eye to go mm. home with mm. the boxing ring was very very high I've I hadn't realized how high they are mm, yeah, and I couldn't yeah. get up. Oh no! So in the old-fashioned way, one of the boys gripped yep. his hands together so I could put my foot in it and he sent me flying <laughs> onto the boxing ring. I was sprawled out <laughs> on it, only to be lifted by two of the lads and my armpits.
0: <laughs>
1: then everything changed. The complete atmosphere changed as they said, you showed us how to cook, and we will show you how to box. Oh, nice. <laughs> and suddenly, nothing mattered anymore. Mm. And these lads were totally encompassed in teaching me how to box. It was a lovely moment, only to be spoilt with the doors opening and the flashlights of cameras, of which we were on the press.
0: Oh, we right. were
1: then in the brochure mm. yeah. of me teaching. Yeah. These lads, not only should have cooked, but yeah. it was reciprocated with them teaching me how to box. Wow. Not something that I've carried forward in my career, no, though.
0: Sure you have, you've given up boxing since, have you? I have. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing these days?
1: I freelance, which is a wonderful occupation to have. It means I can pick and choose the jobs I do. I am currently working for a oven manufacturer who has the most amazing new ovens where I can cook in showrooms, show people how to use their new appliances by producing food using the various functions.
0: Right, so that's a lot of fun, isn't it? And it I is. People, yeah, yeah, and it's quite a show, isn't it, you're putting on all the time it as is. well? It is. And uh, I'm sure people enjoy that experience. Well, thanks so much today, Kate, for telling us all about your amazing career in food, which is still carrying on. And I know you're going to be popping up from time to time with us as well to give us a bit of advice of how we should be cooking.
1: And I'm looking forward to it.
0: Thank you very much. That's Kate McBain, Development Chef.